All right, here we are, season two, episode eleven of Duh the Podcast, and we are here with our week thirteen recap. We started Thursday. Seahawks Cowboys thirty five forty one. Thoughts on this game? Um, I don't really have much other than Deron Bland is like the perfect replacement for Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he kind of does the same exact thing. It's a shit ton of picks, but also gets torched every other play. Oh, yeah. They bite hard. Uh, I I was surprised with how close Seattle kept this game, so props to them. But I still think they're going to end up possibly falling out of the playoffs. Um, Dak played very well. Um, I would put Dak in the MVP front runner right now, probably. Yeah, I mean, his next couple games are what's really going to make or break him. I think he has Philly, then Buffalo, I think back-to-back coming up. So if he can play this way against those two teams as well, I think he'll definitely be in the conversation. Yeah, I also just mean at this particular moment in time, like we have to see how things pan out. With some other yeah, guys. he's just—he's not turning the ball over and, and still throwing for a bunch of touchdowns. Yeah, it's just—I think it's playing into his personal favor that the defense hasn't been great, um, so he's been forced to actually continuously put up points and thus making people like myself believe in him more than usual. And I will say this: Eagles fans are scared of the boys. This week, I have word one may even fall asleep before the game starts. Oh. Th- that's how nervous they are. <laughs> it's in Dallas, right? Yeah, this one's in Dallas. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, big week, rivalry week. All right, we'll move on to Sunday. Dolphins, Commanders. Dolphins, 45. Commanders, 15. I have no idea what to make of the Commanders. They had so much promise going into the season, and then just they are one of the worst teams. They just don't make any sense to me whatsoever. Because you expect them to be better on defense, or just as a whole, they confuse you? They just confuse me as a whole, because I, like, for some reason, I'm, like, expect them to be good, but simultaneously, I'm, like, they're the worst team of all time. It is funny that, like, uh, Sam Howell has, going into this week, was the leader in yards and threw for 120. Well. Yeah. My only takeaway from this game is that Tyreek Hill is going to get 2,000 yards, which is crazy, and it'll be even more impressive if he does it in 16 games, which is possible. I was just about to say, it's not that impressive unless he does it in 16. I think he might. But even then, though, I'm like not overly impressed by it just because of the nature of the game nowadays. Nowadays. You know, like when Calvin Johnson had 19, I think it was like 1960, um, like 
it was still a more physical game, and like they weren't calling DPI on you know phantom uh like grazing. You know True, I mean? but like, you don't get the you don't get the yards for DPI, so. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, it's almost like the the coverage is softer now because, like, you're you're literally not allowed to do anything. I the only thing I would say is is I just can't look at Tyree Kill like I like he deserves two thousand yards. Like he's earned it. He's clearly like deserving of it in the sense that I think he would have had that many yards if he was playing, you know, that year with Stafford too in his style. Like he's just, he's a good enough player where he actually could do it. So I don't think I'm not counting the rules against him. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, He averaged 31 yards per catch this week. Yeah. I'm not trying to use it against him. It's just like, with the extra game and the current state of rules, it's not as impressive to me as getting 1,900 yards, you know, a decade ago. Yeah, it'll be impressive as he, like, he's the only one that's going to do it this year. But, yeah, I think the way it's going, I think more and more people will hit 2,000 with the 17-game schedule. It's just impressive to be the first. Yeah, and his, I like, that's the other thing. Like, we all are saying that, but it's like, you still gotta be healthy for the whole season, play great. Like, who else, like, it, it, another 10 years could go by, even with the new rules, and somebody else could still not get 2,000 yards. So. Yeah, he is I tough. I feel like he leaves every game at some point, and then ends up coming back with just like, six extra layers of tape. Just like, yes, throw me the ball. Yeah, got to be out there. All right, next game. Oh, my. Chargers-Patriots 6-0. What a game. The Patriots have let up 10 or less points in their last three weeks and are 0-3. Yeah, I... I don't even know where to start. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, the defense is great, even with the injuries they've had. And uh, on top of that, I mean, good thing Jay left for this, but fucking Herbert Katie putting up six well, points. Katie fucked his whole operation up by fucking calling me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was seamless. Like, I, I declined her call. Next thing you know, I just could not hear a fucking thing. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> We're talking about the six nothing Patriots Chargers game. No, oh, Christ, I'm about to leave again. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, go ahead. More impressive on how the Patriots defense has just held these teams to basically single digit points and have not won a game. Yeah, we talk about the poor Jets defense, like, oh, well, you're wasting this defense. I mean, Christ, the Patriots defense is playing even better with a worse offense. Yeah, it's been pretty incredible the last three weeks specifically. Just wait till Thursday. Oh, Oh, my God. Yeah. That game can end 0-0. I may bet the over. I (laughs) – And just not watch. I may. There's a chance I watch that game. Yeah. 
yeah, there's no way I'm watching either. Although I thought last night was going to be shit as well, and it was just like the game of the week. Yeah, well, I mean, Jake Browning, Pac-12 product. What do you expect? Yeah, yeah we'll get a fair point. Um, I was going to say, Jay, I was coming over to watch if Marcus was going to be awake for Thursday night, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, next game. Speaking of Cardinals Steelers, Cardinals twenty four, Steelers ten. I have a lot of things to say about this game. Um, let's hear it. I want to first address what was said after the game by some of the Steelers players. <laughs> so I good. I to say. We took a team lightly when you have, A, yet to score 30 points, and, B, you just came off your first 400-yard total offense game in three years, three, three calendar years, over a 1,000 days, in a game that you scored 16 points against a team with a backup quarterback. What? fucking world are we living where you're going to be riding high coming off of that game? A game you almost lost, a game you had three points going into half, a game that you were losing at half. I just, I, I can't believe the the complete lack of self-awareness every single player on the Steelers has is mind-blowing. They're all fucking idiots, with the exception of T.J. Watt, which... His comments after the game are so accurate. He's, you know, he's been called for since 2021, craziest stat of the day. Since 2021, he's only drawn two holding penalties. Really? That's absurd. And as someone that watches the games, hashtag watch the games, uh, he gets held at least a dozen times a game, like full blown rear naked choke, and never called. It's fucking sickening. Um, but outside of that, yeah, the Steelers are awful. Mike Tomlin and his nepotism is ruining this team. Uh, I hate all the players, with the exception of T.J. Watt. I, I, I hate them all. Um, at this point, I'm just putting all my chips in the somebody please hire Jim Harbaugh basket. Um. Hopefully it's Chicago and they get Caleb. That'd be, you know, an easy transition for me. I love Chicago. Um, Dream scenario, he goes to Buffalo. So we'll see. But moral of the story is the Steelers are dead to me um, until they get people that are at least halfway self-aware. Both of those fan bases would welcome you with open arms as well. As, As any fan base should. Hell, honestly, the Ravens are not far down on that list. I don't want you to be a Ravens fan, I don't think. If they, I would have to become not a Ravens fan. If they literally had any other head coach in the history of time, I probably would be. And quarterback? Or a different coach and Lamar, you're still liking the Ravens? Dude, I love Lamar. I'm on the record saying that if Lamar <laughs> team, I would be a fan. You did say he was the leader in the clubhouse for MVP, or should be. I stand by that. I said you didn't play. 
I mean, the Ravens did have, like, the best. The best, yeah. Anybody by not. Steelers lose, Browns lose, Chiefs lose, Jags lose. The only thing better could have been the Dolphins losing. Also, perfect segue (laughs) into my only point about this game going back to Steelers-Cardinals when we were talking about the Ravens. Still 100% confident that the Steelers will beat the Ravens week 17 or 18 or whatever. The, the dream scenario where they lose to Buffalo in the playoffs is perfectly on the table right now since the Steelers already blew a game. Yeah, no, it's on the table for sure. I hope they lose every other game they play. <laughs> what? I hope they lose every other game. The Steelers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, They're going to they put that to the test Thursday night playing against the Pats. It's going to look like both teams are actively trying to lose. If they lose that game, you may get your wish. What's that? Of them losing every other game. They got a tough obstacle in that goal this week. Yeah, someone was like... um, The Patriots will lose to anyone. The Patriots will score... The score will be negative three to zero, and the Steelers will win. No, no, the Steelers are going to find a way to give up 30 points to Bailey Zappi. (laughs) Uh, that would be incredible. <laughs> While yeah, no. T.J. Watt is just being prison raped <laughs> and no one's doing anything about it. Yeah, it's going to be like the fucking shower scene in American History X every play. <laughs> I hate this game. <clears throat> so much. No, oh, I forgot. The, oh, how could I forget this? The biggest piece of shit on the team, Deontay Johnson, with... Three minutes left to go, still down two scores, celebrating essentially a meaningless fucking touchdown. That was <laughs> the most infuriating thing. Dad, did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> what did he do? He just did a little dance? After he did, he making the score 24-3 to 24-10? to 10? Yeah. <laughs> there was legit four minutes left in the game, and he's fucking doing this, like a full-blown celebration like it's the first quarter. In fairness, that is his second touchdown since, like, 2018. He's got to get him out when he can. Yeah, here's the thought. Catch the fucking ball. (laughs) Maybe we'll have more than two. Because I don't know about you guys, but I fucking remember last week. Oh, yeah. Fuck him. Yeah, last week was not a good look for him. Like, if if I got paid $18 million to be bad at my job, I'd be fucking pumped. I did hear someone at one point say he was better than Jamar Chase. Right, somebody. <laughs> was, it, was it Deontay Johnson? It was me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was me, Jamar Chase's rookie year. Well, I picked the Panthers to win their division this year. So. <laughs> They're not all winners, <laughs> especially when you have a different take every single day. All right, Colts-Titans, Colts 31, Titans 28 in overtime. Will Levis is so fucking good. Dude, he had the first half of a lifetime. He's the best quarterback I've ever seen besides mm-hmm. Besides who? Gardner, who, who beat him today. Oh. Yeah, Gardner Minshew keeping the Colts in playoff position. Just winning games. Are they the seventh seed right now? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, they're in the seventeen, and only by tiebreakers. Like they could be higher. They're seven and five. Who, who do they play this week? Does anybody know? Bengals. Ooh. Oh, they're gonna fucking pecker slap those queers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guess the line. Guess the line. It's uh, in Cincy. Uh, honestly, after last night, they probably did some fuck shit. I'm going to say Cincinnati minus three. Uh, I'm going to say Cincinnati minus one and a half. Colts minus one. Oh, God. Car- Gardner and you were four points. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we like that. I love that line, actually. Yeah, that should be on fucking browsers. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this game was just Colts stay in playoff position and Titans don't, don't win a meaningless game. What is their record at this point? Yeah, they're 4-8 and eight now. They're just trying to figure some things out. Yeah, did you see that fucking touchdown pass to D-Hop? That was a fucking missile. No, I didn't, but I did see him just get all up in D-Hop's face uh, in the first half. Oh, yeah. Had to be done. You gotta set yeah. him straight. Yeah. You gotta let him know. And let him know early. I was yeah. gonna say, clearly Hopkins was talking some absolute nonsense. <laughs> and he had to be put in his place. Yeah. yeah I should have done that on Sunday. You should have. To yeah. Bobby. <laughs> set the tone after the first play of the game. Oh, yeah. We don't need to go back there. That was a dark time. <laughs> Yeah, well, not as dark as going home to watch the Steelers lose to the <laughs> force. Yeah, true. That had the opposite effect on my day. All right, yeah. next game. Uh, you good? I was just going to say, yeah, no, nothing else on this game. Yeah, Broncos, Texans. Ooh. Broncos 17, Texans 22. Not my favorite game of the weekend. R.I.P. Tank. Yeah, Tank. Pour pour one out for the boy. I uh, will say, unfortunately, technically, my prediction of him having over a 1,000 yards will be wrong, but spiritually it will be right because he was trending towards well over a 1,000 and maybe even 10-plus touchdowns. So we hit the nail on the head with that one. Let's hope it's not serious. I feel like... We saw this earlier with Andrews. And I mean, it's Hawkins. a broken leg, right? I don't know. I haven't. Yeah, seen the, yeah, it's broken. Oh, okay, I haven't seen anything. That yeah, sucks. I think I saw that today. I was going to say, I feel like every other injury that has looked insanely serious has just been like a high ankle sprain. Yeah, no, but, his his is broken. All right, well, that fucking sucks. But great season nonetheless. He's a stud. Yeah, yeah, that, that play just sucked. Uh, and yeah, I didn't see this much of the second half of this game. Uh, it was all Texans in the first half, though. I no, think it was thirteen-three at halftime. I uh, oh my god, that'd be hilarious. Sorry, I just got a thing. Uh, Nebraska is meeting with Kyle McCord. Please let that fuck. <laughs> Nebraska needs to just remain mediocre forever. Um, 
No, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I watched the uh, the end of that game and uh, Russ's last drive. Um, unfortunately, like, get him all the way down to the goal line. Not the goal line, but, like, it was third and goal. After making some really nice plays to get there, uh, just forcing a, a bad ball, uh, they got picked off. Uh, it's pretty disappointing to see a guy like Russ making a stupid mistake like that, knowing he has time for, you know, one more down to get the job done. Just, like, throw it out of the back of the end zone, dude. Live, live to see another down. Um, so, yeah, they honestly should have won that game if he doesn't fuck that up royally. Yeah, they came back pretty good. Uh, yeah, I didn't see the pick, so I didn't know I didn't know whose fault it really was. But, oh, it was hideous. Yeah, that, that sucks because, I mean, we'll get to it later, but with the Chiefs' loss, if they would have won, they could have put some serious pressure on them for the division. Yeah, no. It was um, a- being just one game behind and the Chiefs having to play the Bills this weekend. Yeah, it was a fucking flutter ball in the middle of the end zone. Yeah. Just like, what are we if doing? If I here? remember correctly, I think he was under some serious pressure. Like, he was running for his life and just kind of tried to throw it up. But, yeah, still should just throw it the fuck out of bounds at that point. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you know, like, you, you're not going to be able to set your feet and throw. You know you have another down to play with. There's still 20-some seconds on the clock. Like, just just throw it away and take your chances on fourth down. Yeah. Call your play. Credit to the Texans defense, though. I mean, D'Amico Ryans is a good coach. Like, I would say this is a legitimately good team at this point. Like, I mean, in the realm of everybody sucks, like, they are fall under the category of good, especially per what they were expected to do. So, I mean, just going into next year, if you make the playoffs, that's great. But even still, I just feel like if you're a Texans fan, you got to be thrilled. Yeah. Uh, only going to get better. D- Davis Mills came in and CJ Stroud okay? I didn't see the second half at all, really. Oh, yeah, he came in for, like, a one play. It was one of those things where, like, they buzzed down to the official, like, hey. Oh, okay, like he got shaken back. up so he had to come off for a play. Yeah, they just wanted him to, like, get checked for a concussion. He was fine. He went back in after the timeout. Yeah, I mean, they stay right around playoff. There's a lot of teams in the AFC at that 7-5 and five number, but... They're one of the teams that could could get in there, I think, uh, have a strong end of the season. I don't know exactly what their schedule looks like, but they've been playing well. I feel like the best teams in AFC are all, like, 500. Like, all of the teams that I actually think of when I think of a good team are all, like, 6-6 six and six or 7-5. and five. With the exception of the Steelers, they're terrible. They are one of those 7-5 and five teams. Yeah, but God, Buffalo... <laughs> Yeah. Cannot wait for Sherm to witness that <laughs> fucking pummeling line. <laughs> we may never hear from again. I if that's the case. Giving myself psychotherapy like every day this week just to mentally prepare for what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. What you're walking into. He's going to get I'm, back on another submarine. Every day I just get up and talk to myself in the mirror for like an hour before I do anything. Ooh, Sherm, I'll, how about this? Um, I'll make you a bet. Uh, the Chiefs win, I have to do nothing. But if the, <laughs> if the Bills win, you have to get vaccinated. After, Courtesy of our sponsor. Um, what a bet. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's fair to me. Yeah, just take it. 
<laughs> what do you got to lose? Yeah, dude, get the jab, bro. <laughs> okay. I'll give you 10 to 1 odds. <laughs> um, no. Okay. I thought it was fair, but all right. I'm going to vaccinate myself with drain cleaner if <laughs> I go to this thing and it just goes south. Which if I go to the thing. Yeah. AKA the game. Yeah. Uh, all right, next game, Lions-Saints. Lions 33, Saints 28. Definitely the funniest game of the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Derek he played good, horrible, and then just got absolutely murdered and taken out of the game. And then we, Jameis, seeing him is always a positive. <laughs> yeah. Why? Wait. Wow. Holy shit. How did I not know this? Taysom Hill leading rusher. <laughs> God. Yeah. How did you not know that? Yeah, I'm going to get that taken off the internet. I'm going to get that fucking banned. <laughs> God, having him and Camaro in my fantasy lineup, my God. You just start on both? Yeah, I'm Where do you start Taysom Hill? Flex. I'm fucking Bill Polian because I have Sam Laporta. <laughs> God, he went off too. I'm 9-3, and three, not to brag. 9-4, sorry. I, I, yeah, we're going to get the first overall pick. I should be in our fantasy two. league. I should be 11-2, but the last two weeks before this one, I got fucking fucked royally by like one or two players yeah we easily easily won the championship last year and this year we're just going to easily get the first overall pick like i lost by six to the guy that's in first place in 10 and three um solely because of brandon cooks when the cowboys kicked the fuck out of the giants he had 30 points out of nowhere (laughs) after 30 points all fucking season yeah, that yeah, that's unlucky. Unchill. And then I lost by 10 last week because of fucking Bijan. And, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. It was uh, because Josh Allen and Gabe Davis combined for 60 fucking points. So, should be 11-2, just for the record. In maybe the second funniest game of the week, uh, the Falcons-Jets 13-8. to uh, <laughs> This game just starting out 2-0 was perfect. <laughs> Dude, did you see the play? Yeah. <laughs> it was insane. It, did, it had zero chance of it going anywhere. Six yards deep into the end zone. There's like 13 fucking yeah. players. <laughs> Everyone made it through immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like Christ at that point, just take a knee in the end zone and just give them the two <laughs> points. <laughs> and honestly, I don't know who played worse for the Jets between Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon. I mean, they're both disgusting. Yeah, the, the Jets are struggling. Brees Hall, 13 carries for 16 yards. Not a recipe for success. No. Not a recipe of any kind. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was there was a minute in this game where I legitimately thought it might have ended two to zero. After watching the entire like first quarter plus, like Kyle Pitts, there's no way he signs an extension there, right? Like, there's just no way. Yeah, because the only person on their team that caught a touchdown was a tight end that wasn't him. He has he has four receiving touchdowns. 
in, in three his career. career. Yeah. He had one year, second. Yeah, he had one. It's his, his third. Rookie, yeah, he had one his rookie year when he had a thousand fucking yards, and then he got hurt last year. Only played ten games and threw ten games this year. He's got one. It's fucking. It's, it's honestly fucking, impressive. It's ridiculous. It's like, what's the fucking point of drafting all these guys if you're going to continue to strut fucking Desmond fucking Ritter out there? Like, am I crazy yeah. taking fucking crazy pills right now? No. They like, did this all season just, like, turn their nose up at the opportunity to give Lamar an offer. Yeah, and then, you know. Just to, to do this. And then you take Drake, uh, Drake London in the top ten last year, and in, through two seasons or a season and a half so far, he's got six fucking touchdowns. It's just like, what's the fucking point of drafting the number one skill position guy if you're going to continue to have a fucking useless bag of fucking skin back there as a quarterback? It's just a disaster, and they're still just going to win their division borderline yeah. easily. Honestly, they're just the NFC Steelers. Fair enough. All right, next game, Panthers-Bucks. Panthers 18, Bucks 21. Speaking of NFC South. Baker. Oh, Lord. Yeah, how many? He had like 200 yards exactly, and 75 of them were on one play. 202. Um, less than 50% completion percentage. <laughs> Honestly, played, like, objectively one of his worst two or three games of the year in Nick Wright today when he was doing that, like, fucking stupid-ass Mahomes mountain thing. He went out of his way to say Baker played well. And I was just like, thank you for proving my point that I'm literally the only person on the fucking planet that watches the games. <laughs> Bryce Young... Had 31 attempts for 178 yards. Christ. The Panthers are a black hole, and that's all I have to say. Thank fuck the rest of my team went off because, of course, Chubba Hubbard like just yeah. went big last week. Yeah, we, duh. Did we start him? Probably not. Cause no, we, we did. No. And still scored 80 points. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) In a league where we start 13 players, we scored 88 points. Yeah, I scored a buck 60 in mine with a 14-man league. So, like, you have to know your shit to actually have, like, a good roster. Yeah, holy shit. He had 22 of our 88 points. Wow. We did our two our two starting two of our starting receivers combined for zero points. <laughs> Get up. Our best receiver that we started was Jerry Judy. Wow. Another <laughs> another funny stat from this game. Uh Baker Mayfield completed fourteen passes, seven of which were to Mike Evans. Yeah. That is impressive. Chris Godwin, zero catches. Yeah, as much as I hate Mike Evans, he has now broke a 1,000 for the 10th straight year. So, I mean, like, I'm still not a fan, but, like, 
he did he does have a thousand yards ten seasons in a row. Yeah, no, like I've always said Mike Evans is good, but like he's never been in like to go back, you know, a few years. He's never been in that A B uh Julio Jones category or like present day. He's never been like a Justin Jefferson or Tyreek Hill guy. But he's just a good, solid number one receiver. Like that's just what he is. But my God, seven catches for forty yards by the receivers not named Mike Evans. Yeah, that's that's tough. Explosive offense. All right, the next game, 49ers, Eagles. Surprise. 42, Eagles, 19. I'm surprised you went with this one first before we get to stat, Mafford. Yeah, I'm just going in order of my app right now. Gotcha. Not doing, I'm not putting too much thought into it, but yeah, this one was, this one was a good one for Debo Samuels because he's been, he has been talking the most shit since that NFC championship game and just backed it all up himself. Yeah, that's fair. Um, one thing I do want to point out about this game. Did you guys see in like late in the fourth quarter? Devontae Smith get absolutely fucking leveled. Oh, right? yeah. That was awesome. Dude, what the fuck is Sirianni doing? It's like, bro, you're down by three scores with four minutes to go. Take your fucking starters out, you fucking doofus. And look what I happened. Mean, he is the worst part of that team. I mean, you fucking smoke. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was the hardest Legal hit I've seen in like ten years. Mike Mitchell still has the the number one that I've seen just because I think it's just because I saw it in person. <clears throat> but yeah, that one was definitely up there. Yeah, I feel like this one in person. I mean, you would have heard it. Yeah, but the one I saw with Mike Mitchell was it was a Steelers Bengals game. It was when Vontez Perfect hurt Le'Veon Bell. Oh, um, but. Andy Dalton threw, like, a high pass to Marvin Jones, and he had to, like, jump for it across the middle, and Mike Mitchell literally cut him in half. It was insane. Marvin Jones obviously knocked out of the game. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, the Niners, if they stay healthy. Yeah, they're dangerous. I, I, I just don't see them losing another game. Like, as long as they have, you know, like, the big four or five on offense – and Bosa stays healthy, and Fred Warner stays healthy, uh, there's no way they don't win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it would be yeah. hard to convince me otherwise as well. I mean, unless Purdy just, like, fucking soils himself in the playoffs, but, you know, we saw last year before he got hurt in the NFC Championship game, like, he was up for it. So uh, I, I just don't – there's literally zero weakness on this team. Yeah, and they've played, like, the two other top teams in the NFC and blew the doors off both of them. Yeah, what's the combined score, like, 84 to, like, 20-something? Yeah, it's not – I mean, yeah, they scored over 40 in both. Yeah, I think it's 84 to 29. Yeah, it's 42-10 and 42-19. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't see – I don't see 30-plus points changing – going into playoffs 
especially when the 49ers will probably be at home. Honestly, the craziest part about it is there's still a real chance that, like, they're still not even the one seed in the NFC. That's yeah, the great they're not. But, yeah, I mean, this they week's going to be big in that because uh, I think this is the last, like, coming up one real tough test for the Eagles, I think. Like, they, they've had quite a few weeks in a row now of, like, tough games, and they played the Cowboys this week, so... In if the Cowboys, if the Cowboys can win that game, then the 49ers will almost guarantee uh, home field advantage if they keep playing like this. Yeah, and that's in Dallas too. So, we'll see. yeah, I'm, I'm there. Ravens 49ers Christmas Day is going to be hopefully a fun one to watch. Oh, actually, what is the? Have you seen the line on the the Eagles Dallas game? I'm curious what it is. It is Dallas minus three and a half at home. Shoo! And the hook. Wow. I think I like Philly then. You have to see if the line moves closer to game time, but I'm gonna back my boys, so I'll probably bet. Cowboys minus three and a half feet. CD Lamb touchdown. Duh. Stick to what you know. Yeah. Okay. Next game: Browns Rams. Browns nineteen. Rams thirty six. And on this one, I just want to personally say that in the beginning of the season, I believe Jay said this too, so I don't want to take sole credit. I said the Rams were going to be better than the Seahawks, and I got laughed at. Like, basically told I didn't even have a brain. Not by me. <laughs> yeah, no, you agreed with me. We, we we were fighting this fight, and we were we couldn't have been more right. Dude, hold on. Sorry, I'm looking at real quick before we get back to us being the smartest two people alive. <laughs> um, I'm looking at the lines for next week just because I was curious to see what FanDuel had on uh, the Eagles-Dallas game. The Steelers are somehow minus six with the over-under being 30. (laughs) How the fuck is that possible? (laughs) But, uh, yeah. I guess they think the score is going to be 17 to 10. Christ, fuck if I know. But, yeah, (laughs) back to what we were just discussing. Yeah, we're fucking smartest people alive. McVay is easily a top five coach. If not, top three. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and Matt Stafford can still sling it. Oh, yeah. Two, 280 and three touchdowns. No kick. The alleged MVP. The people's MVP. I don't think he played. I, uh, yeah, I remember earlier in the season going through my... Yeah, I don't, he didn't record a single stat, so I don't think he played. Uh, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be uncommon for him not to record a stat though either. And hashtag MVP hashtag free miles. <laughs> I'm just happy the Rams are actually good because they were mind fucking me every week early in the season where I was like, are they bad? Are they good? I think they're good, and they just are. So we'll see if they make the playoffs. I mean, Stafford in the playoffs. Let's go. Yeah, who the fuck are you telling? Um, they do play I, the Ravens this week. I will say the biggest key for them has to be if Cup stays healthy. 
Because if they have Cup and Nakua, that's that's legit. But two two at will. Sure. Uh, <laughs> he deserves he deserves a mention. He had a catch for nine yards. Yeah, this week. Hey, if I move the sticks. <laughs> hey, he, he served his purpose on my fantasy team before I dropped him. It was a good little pickup when Cup got hurt. I cannot believe neither of you mentioned Joe Flacco. Yeah, I mean, I was getting there. He played he, well. He was, I, I only got to see the second half of this game. He was slinging it in the second half until that pick. And honestly, he was playing so well that when that ball left his hand, I was like, that has to be a touchdown. <laughs> and it just wasn't even close. <laughs> yeah. I mean, similar to the whole, we'll get obviously to the Cincinnati game shortly, but it's just like, I feel like him playing this well was just an indictment on the rest of the NFL also. Like, it's like he can trot out there and look this good and keep them in a game, and we're literally desperate trying to decide who the MVP could be. <laughs> yeah. No, he played well. Well, better than... For yeah, he played better than I was expecting. Yeah, for, for someone that's been on the fucking couch for like a year, like he played about as well as he yeah. Can. Things are coming out hot too. All right, we can move on to. Uh, I'm sure Jay has some stuff on this game. Chiefs Packers. Chiefs 19. Packers 27. My favorite game of the weekend. And you can honestly just insert my quotes from. Two weeks ago's episode, uh, they still apply for the Chiefs this going into this week. I don't remember what you said two weeks ago. It was just a monologue dedicated to Kadarius Tony. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, I truly what? believe he will fix their offense. Just being on the field, he doesn't even need to, he doesn't even need a target. He'll change their offense. I mean, what is the definition of insanity? Just doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Like, I don't know how Sky Moore is still on the fucking field. And the Chiefs were, like, honestly just thoroughly outplayed by the Packers defensively and offensively. I mean, this was their – the defense is by far their worst game of the year. And it's just a fact at this point that if they're going to look bad – the offense is not going to get it done. But I agree with you. Like, put fucking Kadarius in it running back, even, with Jarek McKinnon banged up, and just get him on the field. Like, again, you, you, you can't do worse than nothing. Like, just try something different. And it's extra frustrating because usually, like, their defense has been pretty much great this year. Their offensive line is very good, even though they get a ton of penalties. And they're even running the ball well because Pacheco's a dog. And it's just like, how is the passing offense the biggest problem? But Mahomes throwing dumbass picks doesn't help either. So, yeah, tough look. Definitely nervous for the game this week. Um, Patrick Mahomes. Does anyone get more excuses made for them than Patrick Mahomes? 
Like it, it is frustrating. I, Colin Firth was literally blowing him on repeat, which I know is nothing new. But like through that whole game, when they were just like losing the entire time, he was literally like, "Just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. He's gonna win it. He's perfect." And it just <laughs> never. And like at this point, I don't expect it to come with how they've been playing. Yeah. Um, that explains why he was borderline begging for a penalty call in the last play of the game. Oh, my God, dude. Just dude. so he could be like, I told you Patrick Mahomes could do it. Dude, and it's like, we're talking about a fucking Hail Mary. When have you ever seen that? Yeah, it, like, never gets called on Hail Mary. It never even gets brought up because it's a Hail Mary. But obviously he felt the need to, like, on national television just, like, talk about how big of a foul that was. And I'll be the first to say um, that was an egregious missed defensive pass interference. Like, no shit. Anyone in the fucking eyes can say that was pass interference. Um, however, what got lost in that missed call was how they had the ball in that good a field position in the first place to set that play up was because of a fucking ridiculous call because Patricia got hit a little too hard inbounds. Um so, fuck him. And, and, of course, everyone's making excuses like, oh, miscommunication with Sky Moore. What fucking miscommunication? Slot fade. And the corner knew what was coming and ran route for him. Like, I'm just so sick of that people are, everyone coming out of the fucking woodwork being like, oh, well, that miscommunication or Sky Moore fucked up. It's like, no, maybe your fucking princess just isn't as good as fucking advertised. <clears throat> well, yeah, but I do I get that when it's Sky Moore versus Patrick Mahomes. I think more people are going to be like, yeah, probably Sky Moore messed up. Well, yeah, that's all well and good. But if you actually understand the slightest little bit of football you and watch that play, there's Sky Moore did nothing wrong. The guy just beat him to the spot because he knew the, what was coming. Yeah, no, I I think both things are true. That was clearly just a bad throw, but Sky Moore also objectively just does suck and should. Oh not yeah, he's terrible. Be on but the field. Like, he gets no blame for that play. No, no, no. But I'm just saying he shouldn't even be on the fucking field. Period. And the final point I'll bring up is like, yeah, that that was not on the hail mary one, Josh. I don't know if you saw this one. The one Jay was talking about, like driving. Tw- the reason they had to throw a hail mary was because they didn't get a DPI call. That was obvious. But like, even still, with the defense not playing well, they got key stops at the end of the game, and he just threw a pick when they could have went down and won it right fucking there. So it's like. I'm not making excuses because all the officiating is fucking terrible at this point. Yeah, I also will say, in real time, I just thought it was a good play on the ball. Uh, it wasn't until they showed like the up-close slow-mo replay. I was like, oh, shit, he was there early as fuck. Like, just watching it live, I was like, oh, that's a good play. Oh, yeah, I did not realize he threw an interception with the ball to take the lead. Yes, exactly. That Two plays like, in. Yeah, and that's how they did an eight-point game instead of a five. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. And that's what I'm saying. So not only that, but the defense has to come back out on the field when they're already in plus territory, and they hold them to three, so it's still a a one-possession game. But it's just like no way this offense is getting that done when usually you think it's a fucking guarantee. 
Defense did get bailed out, though, um, when Jordan Love missed, I think it was Musgrave, up the seam for a first down. This classic me just threw it unnecessarily hard and high. Just yeah, overthrow he, my- he has been playing well the last couple weeks, though. Oh, yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. I mean, last three games, over 100 passer rating, no picks. Um, speaking of that, thank you, Josh, for the segue. I just wanted to point out something um, because the rhetoric and discourse around some of these players is just out of control and um, people don't actually watch the game. I watch the games. Hashtag watch the games. Yes. Um, roller coaster, I put that in air quotes for our radio audience. Roller coaster, Josh Allen. Five games over 100 passer rating, just two under 80. Patricia Mahomes, <clears throat> five games over 100. Very nice. But he also has five below 80. That's weird. Does anyone call Patrick Mahomes a roller coaster? Roller coaster Mahomes. I've been calling him that for years. Yeah, well, you're the only one besides me. So I just want people to keep that same energy, as the kids say. Um, fuck Mahomes. His wife is a fucking moron, and he. <laughs> Brother is a weird. <laughs> Just so we're clear. Glad All we right. could clear that up. All right, and then last night, Bengals Jags, Bengals thirty four, Jags thirty one. Uh oh. I uh, just when everyone thought. Patrick Mahomes was my most hated player in the NFL. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I fucking cannot stand. Talk about over fucking rated. At least Patrick Mahomes, I understand and know. It, sure, he's not having a, a great season, but I still understand that he's, you know, at worst, like the second or third best quarterback in the league. Um, Trevor Lawrence is somehow automatically getting pushed in, like, the top five or six conversation. Yeah, for pretty do- regularly. For doing literally fucking nothing. Same thing uh, to, to refer back to that Mahomes Mountain bullshit that Nick Wright does. He still had uh, Trevor over Tua and Lamar and Josh Allen. And I was like, in what fucking world has he done for this season? Like, literally before – he has – now, thanks to a hot streak against bad fucking defenses, he actually has a decent amount of uh, passing touchdowns. But he had 12 passing touchdowns in the first 10 weeks of the season. Like, you're telling me that's an elite quarterback? Like, get the fuck out. Oh, he's got 14 now total. Excuse me. Yeah, no, he's been very, very average yeah. this year for a team that's 8-4. and four. For a team that's with Calvin Ridley, with Christian Kirk, with Zay Jones, with Evan Ingram, with Doug Peterson, who want to put up 50 against Belichick with Nick fucking Foles. Like, give me a break, dude. Like, I'm so tired of it. Again, I recognize he's a talented player. I'd probably put him closer in, like, the 10 to 14 range. But if you're asking me right now, everyone's healthy. I'm taking fucking Kirk Cousins over him every day of the week. Also, on that subject, 
for anybody who wants to say they lost this game because he got hurt, I'm pretty sure he got hurt, like, with literally, like, three minutes left, and it was a close game the whole time. Not to mention their backup led a game-tying field goal drive with, like, less than two minutes left and threw a absolute bomb on the run that would have put them at, like, first and goal in overtime that got called back on penalty, and then they just, like, stayed behind the chains. But it was, like, quarterback play was, like (laughs) – like, his quarterback play was not a significant drop-off, and it's, like, they – he did not do enough to win them this game, even though he got hurt with a couple minutes left. Like, I really don't think his absence had any effect on it. What's crazy is, like, people are forgetting about that. Like, the C.J. Beathard threw one fucking incompletion. Like, he played well. He came in and did and played well, which is hilarious because the rhetoric after this game has been, is Joe Burrow a system quarterback because Jake Browning went off? It's like, is fucking Trevor Lawrence here? <laughs> like, I did not hear people say that, but I love that question. Oh, my God. It was a f- topic in my fucking group chat today for Flag, and I was like, you guys are out of your fucking minds. Well, is and he? Also, like, it's time to have a discussion. It's, like, it is oh, time. Fucking... It's time to at least think about having the discussion. Yeah, yeah, sure. But tell me, find me this. Find me the all-time great quarterback that didn't have an all-time great coach. You know, I'm just I'm just considering thinking about having that conversation. Well, and also the fact that they're kind of similar in the sense that they're both offensive-minded head coach, the Jags and the Bengals, I mean. Offensive-minded head coach, they both have good weapons. Like, you would fucking expect the quarterback to pay well, play well. So, I mean, what are we talking about here? And again, as the inventor of college football and hashtag watch the games, people forget Jake Browning was a fucking dog. He's not just some guy. You know, he's not Tommy DeVito eating fucking chicken cutlets and then getting a phone call to come play in the NFL. Like, Jake Browning went to a fucking college football playoff, won the Pac-12, had John Ross get picked in the top ten, for Christ's sake. Like, Jake Browning can fucking play, and C.J. Beathard was a G at Iowa. That was when Iowa actually scored more than four points a game. But again, I don't expect everyone to know that. Um, Just look at all the Brock Purdy dialogue. Yeah, I don't know if the whole Lawrence and Burrow are, I mean, not significantly better, but it's like, if we're talking about, of $30, $40 million in pay difference versus the difference we're seeing on the field. Is it worth it? Well, the scary thing is this game was like the highest level quarterback play by both teams out of every game that we had this slate, which is just insane. Which just further proves our general point, right, that like everybody sucks if these guys can come out and just do this. Yeah, like everyone's up in arms about Florida State getting left out of the college football playoff, which I would like to touch on that when we wrap up. I would also like to touch on that. Um, everyone's up in arms about that, but instead of you know removing teams out of contention for injury, I think this year they just shouldn't even have a Super Bowl. They shouldn't even give out a Lombardi Trophy. This year, they should just be like, you know what? You're all so fucking bad that none of you deserve to say you're the champions. That's what I would do if I was Roger Goodell, but he's a fucking bitch. 
He's innovative. Yeah, innovative. Has an emergency press conference where it's just like, yeah, this is just not good enough. The rest of the season's canceled. Yeah, that's what I would fucking do. But the only thing Roger Goodell does is fucking suck dick. I don't know. I feel like the 49ers kind of deserve a championship. Valid, the way yeah, they're they playing. They should just give it to them. Now. I was going to say, if you just want to declare them champions or just the winner of the Christmas Day game uh, champions, I'd be fine with that. Oh, I did not know UConn UNC play tonight. Men's basketball? Yeah. Five versus nine. God. Purdue just losing to an unranked. Yeah. Well, we can just touch on a little little bit of college football. Um, Yes. Not that he, because he wouldn't participate in that conversation anyway. But yeah, I mean, we both have the same viewpoint on this, so it won't be too much of a conversation. I just want to vent about the people who are stuck on Florida State not making it. Like, you can't honestly look at that team and be like, they right now are a top four team. Like, what what, what, what do those people say when they get blown out by Georgia in bowl season? Do they still be like, well, it shouldn't matter because they should have been in the playoffs anyway? Yeah, they're going to blow the fucking doors off. Yeah, it's going to be like an 80-point game. Yeah, because Georgia's going to have a point to prove, and Florida State's just not, like, just not good enough. Like, sure, they have talent, and they have, you know, high-level recruits on defense, and they have a good defense, but, like, Georgia is a lot like the Niners when when that fucking, uh, what's the analogy I wanted to use? Essentially, just when the train's off the tracks. I mean, train, I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'm just a babbling mess right now. <laughs> Georgia's going to beat the shit out of them. Moral of the fucking story. And to your point, yeah, everyone bitching about Florida State, you know, it's like, oh, it's not fair. Well, uh, it's just like, no, it's not fucking fair. Your fucking first-round pick quarterback breaking his fucking leg in half. Sucks to suck. No one wants to see a second or third string quarterback get fucking blitz creeped by so like team. the argument that's like, oh well, if an NFL quarterback gets hurt, like we don't remove them from the playoffs. It's a different fucking system. Like it's just the NFL is just based off wins and losses. There is no subjectivity to it. College football, they intentionally use subjectivity. So you can't be yep. like, well, they do. They wouldn't do that in the NFL. It's like, yeah, it's a completely different fucking system where they don't have the option to do that. I'm yeah. sure somebody would love to not see the winner of the NFC South get a home playoff game, but that's just how it goes. Yep. No, it's, yeah, that's all I really have on that. I think they got it right. No, they got it 100% right. If it's the top four teams in the country, that's what it is. The only argument I will entertain is if you wanted to put Washington at one because they had, you know, they beat Oregon twice. Sure. Like, uh, I'll, I would, I would take that. I'd be like, all right, if you want to put Michigan at two, whatever. But that's it. That's no, I think they got, I think it's completely right. That's the only thing I would change. I mean, I agree, but like, 
I would at least understand if they would have switched those two. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Because no one should argue that the Pac-12 wasn't the best conference in the country this year in terms of competitiveness. So, I know this is a while away, but as a Michigan fan, you like your odds? Terrified. Terrified. Absolutely terrified. Um, What I do like is Jalen Milrow is not the greatest uh, downfield, or not the greatest passer in the world. Um, Honestly, though, like stylistically, they're very, very similar teams. Super physical. They have a quarterback that, in order for them to be successful, they got to use their legs, um, run game. Um, so it'll be an interesting game. But yeah, I'm terrified just based off history. I mean, this would be the third straight uh, CFB playoff they've made, and the last two have not gone very well. I mean, yeah. lo- losing to TCU last year and essentially just getting run all over by TCU. Yeah, and then seeing what happened to TCU in the next game. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I just – and Alabama's not TCU. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll, we'll see. But, um, honestly, I think the more interesting game is Washington, Texas. I have no idea which way I'm going to go. Yeah, I was going to say, where are you leaning on that one? That one, that one also seems like it would be a very good game. Like, I want to say Texas, but also, like – Washington does so many things well. They have a first-round pick edge rusher. They have two first-round pick receivers. Penix going to be a first-round pick. He's a Heisman finalist. It's just like, honestly, I think what it comes down to is which win Ewers shows up. Yeah. That's that's the key because Texas front seven and offensive line, just in the trenches, I think they have overall uh, better talent. I think they're going to control the trenches for the most part. Um but it's just a matter of Quinn Ewers. So Got to bring it. Official prediction. I'll, I'll just make it now. Um, I'm going to go with Michigan over. Uh, Michigan over Washington in the national championship. All right, I'll pick uh, t- Texas over Bama. God, that would be incredible. For the championship. That, Rematch uh, of that, that game yeah. from earlier in the season. That would honestly be my second choice. If I had to, like, in terms of what I would want to happen, like if Michigan doesn't win, that's what I would want to happen. Yeah, that's not what I want to happen. That's what I think could happen. No, it's certainly possible. I mean, uh, honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bama ended up being favored. Um, like, uh, something, by, yeah, something about me says Alabama's going to beat Michigan. And then, like we talked about, I think that other game is like a toss-up, but if Texas gets it done, I think they can beat Alabama again. One thing solely I, I, just because I watched that first game, and I don't see how it goes a different way I based on that. I just don't like that they do this, and they put it a month away. Like, the Super Bowl, I know. it's only two weeks. Like... This is crazy to me. Yeah, because like, what the first the first round starts New Year's Eve. Uh, yeah. 
that weekend. It's just like I, oh yeah, I, I guess it won't be New Year's Eve if because New Year's Eve might be it would be whatever that Saturday is. I know. I think Michigan Bama is on one one that Monday. Oh okay. But yeah, uh, maybe the other one is on Christmas Eve. I don't know. They have competition with the NFL. I don't know what they'll yeah, do. I think that's what I would do at least, or maybe even the week before Christmas, because I mean that would be two weeks. Yeah. Two uh, weeks and then another two weeks for the championship game. Yeah, and then have the championship game on, um, what is now going to be the semis. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess. So you yeah, have this, we'll all look different next year, right? Twelve teams. Yes, yeah, so you have the selection Sunday, uh, this past Sunday, two weeks from now, or two weeks from then, you have the semi games. Two weeks from then, you have the national championship. That's how I would have it set up. Yeah, I, I just think a month off after playing a full season is going to do more harm than good. Yeah, I agree. All right, but, and that wraps up our college football talk. Any, anything else before we uh, send it off? R.I.P. Sherm. That's and uh, we'll see you next week.